0: back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. I am your host, Nancy Hugo. I'm recording this during the Memorial Day weekend. And as everybody knows, this is the weekend where we honor the men and women who gave their lives for our freedom. Now, a lot of people take advantage of this weekend because it's typically a three-day weekend. Uh, they have picnics. I'm going to give you a couple of statistics. A couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast and I gave you a lot of statistics on remodeling. So I'm into statistics, but I don't want to digress. So a lot of people take advantage and have family picnics. I mean, this is the big thing to do. It's popular. It doesn't cost too much. Um, But just for your knowledge, there's 72 million hot dogs that are eaten during the Memorial Day celebration. And every second, 800 hot dogs are eaten. Now, that's a number that blows my mind. But there's a lot of people who are going to be taking trips where they possibly are either there already or they're on their way back. But the statistics show that 42.3 million people are traveling this weekend, whether it's by air, by car, um, by train. So there's a lot of people that like to, especially since we are sort of done with the pandemic. They want to get out of town. They want to see friends or do things that they haven't done in a while. But then there's the group that just want to stay home and relax. I'm with them. They just want to take it easy. Maybe they work all week. They just don't want to do anything. And that's a good thing. Now, possibly they're relaxing in between working around their house. And that's what we're going to talk about today. A lot of people are thinking about remodeling. Now, from my experience, they either use the summer to remodel or they plan for the remodel and start when the kids go back to school. I don't know why they do that, because uh, unless they're planning on doing a lot of things with the kids during the summer, but summer's a good time to remodel. So we're going to talk about your budget. What is your budget? How to put it together for your remodel project? So the first thing you want to do is decide how much you want to spend and stick to it. And we'll talk about that later. Really, do you have to stick to it? Eh, sort of you do. Uh, setting a budget for your kitchen remodel is harder than you think it's not that easy the average cost of an upscale kitchen remodel is more than eighty thousand dollars and that's gone up uh, significantly because of pricing because of the supply chain because of everything and kitchen remodel is not something that you shop for Every week or every month or every year or every two years. It's not like shoes. So when we look at the prices, yeah, it does knock us over. It's like, hey, 20 years ago, I paid this much for that and now it's that much. So don't be shocked. So the first thing you want to do is see how much you can afford to spend. And only you will know that, not your contractor not your designer, not your best friend, not your neighbors, you and or your significant other will know how much you're able to spend, whether it's what you have in your savings that you've saved for this project, or you're going to take out loans, but you know how much you can borrow or how much you can take out of your savings or your IRA or your sell your I don't sell property that you've had, but you know the bottom line, how much you can uh, save, uh, how much you can spend on your project. Uh, You know, if you do go with a home equity loan, um, that's popular because it's tax deductible. So look at all of the uh, ways you can borrow money and what the advantages are for you. So the first one is how much can you afford to spend? But the second thing you should know is how long are you going to stay in your house? If you're planning on selling your house within five years, then your kitchen renovation should be looked at as an improvement on your real estate investment. And what are you going to get back on that investment? That's called ROI, as everybody knows, and you don't want to do this remodel if you're going to leave within five years and using a lot of emotion, yes, you're going to use the kitchen in five years, but you're not. just look at that as a temporary situation. You're going to be out of there. Maybe you just want to leave in two years. Don't do everything on your wish list for that kitchen. Save it for your dream house. So if you're planning on living in your home longer than five years, you should do a remodel that makes you happy. That's when you go to your wish list and you say, you know, I've always wanted a built-in coffee machine or, oh, I've always wanted a built-in refrigerator. Now is the time to look at those items. Now, the third factor is your neighborhood. Is it a modest neighborhood or upscaled? if you put in top of the line appliances in a middle class neighborhood you're going to lose money on your investment so you should know what your neighborhood is like go to open houses talk to your neighbors if the, if everybody has middle of the line appliances and standard cabinets don't go overboard like i said unless you're going to live there for the rest of your of your life don't improve Over what the market is in your neighborhood. Because you're going to lose a lot of money. So the next thing you should do is know how much everything costs. This is important. Like I said, we don't shop for kitchen remodeling items every year. So you have to um, educate yourself on how much everything is going to cost. Typically... 35% of your budget is spent on cabinets, 20% on labor, 20% on appliances. And these are just rough estimates, again, depending on what you choose. A lot of people will say, Well, I've got this much to spend and I can buy this, this, and this, but they completely forget about the labor aspect the electrician, the plumber, the installation of items. Are you going to use a contractor? All of those things that aren't uh, something you can touch, but those are the necessary things that you absolutely do have to factor into your budget. And another good thing is know your prices. Shop before you put your budget together. Then you won't be shocked when you find out that your budget is 50000 and everything you want actually is 80000 And that eighty thousand may not include labor, because it's very important that you find out what the going rate is for contractors. I would suggest that you check around and do some cursory uh, pricing. Cabinets, for instance, are you looking for custom cabinetry, or do you want to go to a we call box? or standard cabinets, modular cabinets. There's a price difference there, obviously. And knowing prices for both would help you decide on your budget. Appliances. Do you cook a lot? Do you just want the appliances to show everybody, but you're not going to use them? This is important. There is, in everything we talk about, there's good, better, and best. Do you want the best appliances? and you're not going to use them, I would suggest go with the good appliances if you don't cook and you're going to leave within five years. Although, depending on the neighborhood that you live in, maybe those good appliances are going to be the downfall of you selling your house quickly. So maybe the better appliances would be a good way to go. Again, compare them to what everybody else has. Your countertop choices. There's tons of choices. The prices are all over the place, and you really have to know what the benefits are for the products. So you have to do a lot of homework. Um, depending on what your likes are, what your budget is, then you can make a choice. If your budget, for instance, is 100000 and you feel that you want the better appliances, you might have to go lower on the cabinetry. So only you will know that though, but educating yourself on the prices is going to make you a better shopper for your budget. And it's also going to make you happier when the whole job is done and you're able to pay for it. That doesn't sound like a Debbie Downer, but reality hits when people do remodeling. Ah, Here's a good one. Set aside 20% of your budget to handle the unexpected. Now, That may not be enough, depending on what kind of house you're remodeling. But you're going to get surprises. They always do, especially in the older homes. Like when you rip out the walls and you find out that your electric wiring is out of date, you have no choice but to upgrade your wiring. And that maybe wasn't in your budget, because who knows what's behind the walls. Or you pull out your dishwasher and you discover the floor under the dishwasher has rotted away or mold is growing and you didn't know you had a slow water leak. And these are things that have to be taken care of definitely before you continue with the remodel. So, I mean, who can, who can actually foresee problems like that? I know when I was working at a kitchen showroom, there was a person who was doing a remodel for one of his clients And he came into the showroom one morning and he was red. He could not believe that when they tore out the cabinets, the ceiling fell down. This was not something that was planned, either in budget or, you know, in the foreseeable project. So always be prepared for the unexpected. You have to leave some wiggle room in your budget for these surprises. So don't forget about that. Well, I'm going to talk about one of my wonderful sponsors, Studio 41. Studio 41 is a great source for me. And I do want to give a shout out to the manager, Adam Litberg. He is one of the most wonderful managers I have ever worked with in a showroom. They provide everything you need for your project from um, plumbing fixtures for kitchens and baths, cabinetry, All of the handles that I go in there for the handles, for all of my plumbing needs. But great, great showroom. Now, they have one in Scottsdale. Of course, I use that one as my source. I bring my clients in. We have a particular salesperson I work with. And we go through everything, everything. Now, the ones in in, uh, the Chicago area or in Illinois, they have 13 showrooms. I, of course... Do not live in Illinois, but for those people who do, you've got a great selection of showrooms. If you don't live in Arizona or Illinois, you can still go on their website. It's shop, stop. Sorry, it's shopstudio41.com. That's shopstudio41, the number 41.com. And you can shop online. You won't be sorry. You'll be amazed at what they have to offer. Okay, back to a list of what you have to do to put your budget together. Now, I talk about this all the time, priorities. What's the most important thing to you? Look around at your kitchen and knowing that you want to remodel, is the appliances one of your priorities? I mean, are they just on their last leg or are they still in working condition and possibly you can use them again. And then, for instance, the dishwasher. It's a 24-inch right-to-left size dishwasher. You can use it until it breaks um, because you can replace it with any dishwasher brand. It's still going to be 24 inches. Your refrigerator, if you're not planning on getting a built-in refrigerator and that's The built-ins are 24 inches deep, and they are built in literally to the cabinetry. If you're going to use your old refrigerator, which is a freestanding typically, then you can always replace that when it breaks down. We leave 39 inches of space for a 36-inch refrigerator, and typically they're of average size. There's some that are deeper than others but if you can use these you will save on your budget and then plan on replacing them later uh cabinetry do you like your floor plan of the cabinet of the kitchen can you keep the cabinets that you have and paint them to give your kitchen a new look Now, the other side of the coin is you want to change the floor plan, you want to update the cabinetry, uh, you're going to change appliances to the point where you can't use those cabinets, so there's a big choice there. Some people like to remodel and just uh, go with the facelift look. Okay, they'll paint the cabinets, they'll change the countertops, a few appliances, maybe the backsplash. And so that's not major remodeling, but that's still going to cost you. So write down your priorities so that if if you happen to see something that's not on your priority list and becomes your priority, then maybe you're going to have to shift things around on your budget. Uh, For instance, there are people who see things like, like I mentioned, handles. Handles vary in price greatly. Now, if you have a budget of, say, $5 a handle and you have 20 handles, that's only $100. But if you find handles that are $10, you've already doubled your price. So you have to then decide what's a priority. I know you like the look of crown mold, but if that's going to bring up the cost in your overall, maybe you have to uh, compromise. Maybe that wonderful faucet that you've had, you've been eyeing it, and it's probably double of a faucet that you can use, and you can always replace, you know, and that's the other thing. Go with the lower end faucet until you don't like it anymore. After the remodel's done, maybe a year later, you decide, yes, I don't like this. I'm going to go with the high end. All you've got to do is replace the faucet. faucet. No big deal. But the word here is compromise. You have to compromise on things that are a necessity versus things that are just on your wish list that you wish you could have. Okay. Now, talking about appliances, I want to talk about monogram. Monogram has wonderful appliances. matter of fact, I went to the uh, kitchen and bath show in Vegas a couple of months ago and I saw all of the new items that they're um, introducing to the marketplace. So I was really blown away. They have some gorgeous stuff. I would suggest that if you are in need of new appliances to look up a showroom in your area that offers monogram, and it's a uh, great whammy if they have a working kitchen. Definitely when you're looking for new appliances, you want to know how they work. Do you feel comfortable using them? Or are they easy to use? Do they fit in your kitchen? Boy, that's a big one. Uh, and do you like the look of them? What do they have to offer? And a lot of uh, good appliances offer service in your area. But if you, for instance, pick an appliance where there's no uh, service areas in your area or no service companies in your area, you want to stay away from that and you want to go with appliances that are easy to service. Monogram has a good reputation for that and you can find out more about Monogram by going on their website, monogram.com. Um, I would suggest you look at their website and then go to the showrooms. Okay, so we are going to talk about your budget again. So here's here's a good one. You've decided you're going to remodel. The scope of your work is your decision. Is it, like I said, a facelift or is it major renovation? Now, if it's a major renovation, do you stay in the home while they're renovating or you're renovating, or do you leave the premises? That's an important decision because it's easy to say, well, I'm not leaving my house, but there's a lot of factors here. Depends on the scope of work. If you're remodeling um, a lot a large portion of your home, If you're going to do the flooring in the entire home and all the cabinetry, the bathrooms, and the kitchen, I don't think you have a choice. I think you do have to move out. Uh, It's really hard to work in a house where they're working on two bathrooms and a kitchen and you have no facilities to use. So so that's a no-brainer. Now, a lot of people have looked into bed and breakfast or short-term leases for a nearby small apartment. So it's up to you and uh, your situation. Now, if it's just one person living in the house, that's easier than if you have a couple of kids and you have to move out of the house. So these are things that have to add into your budget. The cost of temporary relocating, it's, it's something you have to factor in. There again, you do have to factor in your stress level. Is it going to be more stressful for you to try to work, um, live in the house with children while you're renovating? Or is it easier to just say, okay, we're going to live in this house, like camping out. We're going to live in this house, this other location for a couple of months. Um, And then by the way, you have to be close enough so that you're checking on your remodel. I don't care who's doing it. Always keep an eye on it. Now, if you're doing just the kitchen, And the bathrooms are going to stay the way they are. And the kitchen is, even if it's a major remodel, you can set up a temporary kitchen in a bathroom or a laundry room. I mean, we're talking about a sink and a microwave and take the refrigerator from your kitchen and put it in the middle of the house. You're not going to have company during this time, so who cares where the refrigerator is? But it's there as a function. Keep your food cold and uh, use microwave stuff or... um, Or you can get a hot plate too, but that's an alternative. If you stay, there will be a cost to your sanity, no matter who is doing your remodel, whether it's a do-it-yourself, whether you have a consultant, a contractor, it is stressful. You will see your house being torn apart. Uh, There will be a mess. It'll be dusty. Just be prepared for that. Okay, I would suggest that you create a spreadsheet for your budget and check it. Always put down the cost. Start out with a spreadsheet for your budget that for the prices that you've been shopping for. In other words, start your spreadsheet, go looking at cabinets, find out the approximate cost, whether it's a box cabinet or custom, put it in your spreadsheet and do that with every item. So that's your budget price. And then as things are purchased and as things happen and you have to pay, that's your actual cost. And then you can compare your actual with your budget and you can see where you are. It would be great if your actual and your budget were the same price. Don't hold your breath, though. It doesn't work that way. Now, to save money, an idea, and a lot of people I've worked with do this, they do the small things themselves. Now, this isn't so small, but you don't require a lot of knowledge to demo your project. In other words, you can take out the cabinets yourself, even uh, some drywall, some uh, flooring if you're inclined to. That will save money on your uh, demolition. By having uh, somebody other than you do it, it's going to cost you. Also, if you're tearing out your cabinets, you can donate them. Uh, They'll take appliances, um, sometimes building materials, and old cabinetry. You donate them to local organizations. You just have to look that up. I know in Arizona we have Stardust. And we also have Habitat for Humanity, so you can take that off your taxes. Be aware, though, some of these places will come and pick up the items. Some of them will tear them out. And I don't like that idea because when they're tearing out, they really don't care about what what they're doing. You know, they can rip out the cabinets and they can take part of the drywall off. So make sure that you have you either do the demo or the general contractor, and then you can donate them. Now, if you don't want to donate them, if you have a garage, you can also install them in the garage for extra storage, and I know a lot of people who do that. But leave the big stuff to the professionals. We're talking about the electric, the plumbing. You don't want to fool around with that unless you're a plumber. The electricity is, working with electricity is not as easy as it looks. You can't go into your do-it-yourself catalog and say, oh, how do I run a 220 line? You don't want to do that. Like I said, get the professionals, make them responsible. And also, you don't want to install cabinetry and countertops and tile if you've never done it before. You want to leave that to the people who do it every single day. Trust me, I know this. I've seen it done before. Now, I know it's tempting, but when you go shopping, you have to kind of keep blinders on when you're working with your budget. You might see something that you really want, but you can mark that as maybe, maybe if I have any money left, but stay within your budget, within your project. Don't veer away from that. Unless you find that you've won the lottery or you have all this extra cash that you forgot about, but stay within budget. It'll make you happy at the end of the project. I hope all this was helpful. I've been doing this for so many years, and a lot of times I'll put budgets together. I'm the one who does the shopping and putting the budgets together and then running the job so that I can see what the actual prices are. Um, pretty much i'm um I hit the numbers. But a lot of times, like I said, with the unforeseen problems, you have to figure, oh, uh, we have to replace the wiring or whatever. So these are unforeseen things. I don't care who you are. You don't know until you open up the walls. Well, if you have any questions about putting a budget together, or anything having to do with your remodeling project, don't hesitate to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Very simple. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you got a lot of information out of it for your project. Please subscribe on the platform that you use to listen to this show. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Everybody knows somebody who's remodeling. These podcasts are meant to be educational. Um you don't know what you don't know until you listen to these podcasts and realize what you know what is going on whether it's your project or color of the year or whatever so i use these podcasts as an educational tool if you want to learn more about me you can go to my website nancyhugo.com And if you have any questions, like I said, about anything on this particular subject or previous subjects of previous podcasts, you can email me. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Stay safe and we'll uh, see you on the next podcast.